This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Virginia only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 532 3500. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Hello, everyone. Welcome on back to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match. It's the number one tennis betting podcast and YouTube show with your hometown sportsbook, Bet Rivers. I'm Nigel Seedy, and our business ends. This is where we do the business, second week of the major. And the man who always does the business is Mr. Sean Calvert. Sean Calvert, our senior ATP handicapper, all because we win. How are you, son? I know you've been, you've, you've looked warmed up. You must have gone, been at football got tournament. about 10 layers on you. Yeah, you got must have been at the football tournament, the nope. boy or something like that. No, nope, nah, cancelled. Training was cancelled yesterday because of a frozen pitch. Um, I thought they were going to play today, actually, because it's not, it's not cold here today. Well, it's cold, but it's not, it's not freezing. But apparently the, the pitch hasn't thawed out sufficiently enough for them to be able to play. So, yeah, I, I could sort of see it coming. So I've, 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 I sneakily arranged a quick play date so Logan won't be bored. He's terrible when he's bored. He's the worst. So you got to kind of keep him. It's like a dog. You have to kind of keep him exercised. Otherwise, he, you know, it, it doesn't end well for you generally. But um, yeah, frozen pitches uh, yesterday and today. And as soon as I finish this show, I'll be taking him to basketball, which obviously can't be oh. called off. So yeah. Are you still, up against that rivals, the local rivals today that, that we, we uh, bet him seven and a half points? Sorry. Uh, it's just practice. I've, I've switched teams with him now. He was oh. at South End, but because he wasn't he wasn't really able to play a lot of those sessions because it clashed with his football. So I've moved him to Rayleigh, who are like the champions. They were the so, they were the team that you mentioned. They were your yeah, local. Yeah, he plays for them now. No, it's oh, not it's not it's not matches though. It's not matches. The, you it's, took the dollar. It's not you matches. The, it's just training, dollar. but and they only play one match at the end of the took, the, the term. The dollar. Well, there's no oh, there was no dollar offered. Can, well, can I say <laughs> can I tell you a quick story here? My son Harry oh. right, was a very good. It was good. We've met Harry, obviously. You yes. Know. He he um he was a, a, a pretty decent football player when he was a young lad. He was he was a pretty. And I was the when he was young. He's only eighteen. Yeah, but when he was like late and like ten, <laughs> when 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 they get to sixteen and interesting women and girls and going out and their mates and at sort of nineteen suddenly football's not important anymore. Okay. So. But uh, when he when he was a very young man, he was a good player, and um, he played in the football team. And uh, this guy rang me up and said, "I wanted your son to to play for me." He said he uh, he could play a higher level. And I said, "Well, he's my boy. I don't, I don't want to manage the football team without my son in him. Why would I want to do that?" And he said, "Listen, we've got the best kits. We've got we get we get him we get him track suits. We get we give it." And he was trying to bribe me on the phone so that my nine-year-old boy would leave his own dad's football team and go and play for another football team. He didn't. He stayed. And I was about I think, to say, did he take the money? No, he regretted that decision. We we <laughs> weren't like you, Cal, but we stayed with the we stayed with the with the, the team. You know, he was getting beat six and six nil, but he learned an experience. This is a this is not a sporting decision for me. This is a, this is a a time management decision. Oh, so okay. there we are. It's, it's like equidistant anyway for me to get to Rayleigh, for me to get to South End. It's the same amount of time, so it doesn't really make any difference. Well, look out for him, NBA. Lagan Calvert could be a big name. I don't think he's going to the NBA. Could be a big name in the future. Um, I've seen a couple of a couple of, a couple of videos. You, I think you showed me one. One of was a rugby video. It was, um, it was unbelievable. That's he was good at rugby. Yeah, it was incredible, amazing. So yeah, he must, take, must that sporting talent must come from the mother's side, surely. You're joking. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's dreadful. I mean, 
<laughs> let's not let's not let's not go into okay, that. We'll leave that. Just say we'll that leave. she can't she can't play sport to save her life. Let's just say that. We'll leave that there. Uh, okay, let's move on to the Australian Open. And we at the business end, like I said, we have four uh, sorry, four fourth round matches, the last 16 matches to be completed to get the quarterfinal lineup. We know four players through to the quarterfinals, and we're actually going to touch on those quarterfinals as well on this show here because it's the last time we're going to speak about it before those matches start. So it's a good time to speak about tonight's fourth round matches. <clears throat> And the uh, two quarterfinals for Tuesday morning. Uh, let's have a look at the outright market before we do anything. Novak Djokovic, um, he came through a couple of little rocky rows. We were worried about his injury, but last night against Adrian Manorino, two bagels and a very, very routine win. But uh, he played an opponent that was, must have been absolutely exhausted. So we, we look at that in, in Djokovic form, but also the fact that he, he took a, on an opponent that was in a... You know, it must have been knackered. So we we, we look at the we talk about that analysis of him there. Our crisis plus two sixty. Yannick Sinner still not to drop a set. Four dollars. Medvedev our pick uh, has been impressive the last two rounds <clears throat> after some impressive performances. He's eight to one. Zverev come through a battle against Alex Dimitrov twenty to one. He's through to the quarterfinals. Rublev is twenty. Sorry, Rublev come through the battle. He's twenty to one. Zverev is twenty to one as well. Herbert Hercash is fifty. Taylor Fritz, Alex Djokovic leading the American charge is fifty to one. Cam Norrie. Unbelievable performance from him beating Casper uh, No, none of myself or Sean saw that coming. He's 151. Kazo 250. Kekmanovic 300. And Borges 300. Now there is in that outright market 12 men remain. Sean, we 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 would probably expect seven or eight of them to be in there. But there's some names at the bottom that have really shot to get through to this uh, to this part of the draw, isn't there? Um, have you been impressed with their form before we move on to the main contenders? Who are we talking about? Borges and yeah, Borges, Cazzo, Nor- Norrie was Norrie, for example. What a tremendous win that was! I mean, we we well, wouldn't have expected any of them four to be in the last twelve of the of the Australian Open. I think well, Norrie maybe. I think Norrie was a little bit lucky, to be honest. I'll, I'll talk about that later. I mean, Rude could have won that three nil. He had he had so many chances. I think he went one from ten on break points for Casper Rude. You know, if he'd have won that first set, certainly the second set. He certainly had chances in the third. He's a break up in the third as well. He could have won it. Certainly could have won it three one. Casper Ruud um, didn't take his chances. I'll, I'll talk about Norrie in, in a bit. That He's made a few changes to his game by the look of it in the offseason. Kazo, um, we're going to talk about in a minute as well. Um, obviously surprised that, not, not surprised that he's doing well, but I'm, I'm surprised that he's got to the, the, the second week of a major. But, and I'm shocked. And I don't get shocked very often, as you know. I, I, I'm shocked that, that Nuno Borges is in the, is in the second round mm. of a major. Again, we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, it, there's no way I would have no way if someone had said to me right Borges is going to be potentially you know playing for a, a place in the quarterfinals of the Australian Open I would have been um, I would have just said no so very surprised at those two yeah particularly Borges and his form has been exceptional I mean he didn't drop a set until he played Dimitrov the other day he hasn't just been winning he's been winning with relatively ease I don't know if the draw has been probably very kind for him but he's there by merit so um, let's have a look at that before we move on to the the matches, Novak Djokovic, I mean, he's just, just we're back to exactly the same price as we were at the start. He was even money at the beginning. He's now through to the last 16, or last 12 of the tournament. He's even money. Um, what do you think of his chances? I mean, everyone's going to be looking at Djokovic and thinking, well, you know, he's just brilliant against Manorino. He's peaking just at the right time as he does in every slam. And there'll be a lot of people watching the show just think, well, we'll just have, he's won it 10 times before. Let's just have 11, is it 11 times before? I'm not sure, to be honest. Yeah, I lose count. I can't remember. Uh, but um, the thing is, we just might just just we might just bet him at even money. He's just going to collect in a couple of in, in a week's time. 
Well, I'm not sure about that. I mean, the match that you wanted and you might be watching from behind the sofa is is looking likely to to take place, isn't it? Sinner against yeah. against Djokovic, and you know you might be able to get a better price on Djokovic just to win that match against Sinner in play. Then you get him to win the tournament mm. if Sinner starts really well. Say he goes a set and a break up or something like that, then maybe that's the time to bet Novak Djokovic. I mean, it, it's it looks very much like the finalist from the top half is going to be either Djokovic or Sinner, probably Djokovic, but it, it you know, it could be Sinner. Mm. Um, you know, Sinner will be pretty much delighted, I would say, to have, to have got through to this stage and conserved as, as much energy as he possibly could. You know, he has had a pretty straightforward draw, but he'd have been delighted to get past, you know, Kashanov in straight sets. Um, and now he's facing a, a fatigued Rublev as well. Even a fully fit Rublev, you would you would favour Sinner. So it looks to me like Djokovic's only hurdle really is is going to be Yannick Sinner as far as pre-final is concerned. Yeah, I mean, um, I was I took a, I, I looked at I mean, if anyone is, hasn't watched this podcast over the last couple of days or, or the last couple of episodes we've done, uh, I I bet Yannick Sinner at the end of last year at sixteen to one to win it, and I've actually taken on Novak Djokovic. I've actually someone's actually bet Novak Djokovic to win the tournament with me at plus one twenty. So uh, that match is a big, big swing for me if it gets to that eventuality. So that's why Sean alluded to touch on their bases there. So it's a big, big match for me. Um, I was looking at, I, I think we got to the point now, both of my picks, I've actually bet Sinner, I've bet Medvedev obviously on your selection, I bet Shelton on your selection, and I bet Corey Goff in the women's. And I think both of my picks now are really, really dependent on the weather. I think the weather is huge. And, I, and I, I, before I, I spoke to you today, I, I looked at the weather here and mm. I, I'm getting more optimism about the weather. The weather's indifferent and, you know, it's going to be some cold days. Saturday's going to be cold. Friday's going to be cold. Today is going to be very cold. And the, and the schedule could work out that it could help Sinner. Uh, well, Tuesday and Wednesday are hot. It depends when he plays. That's the thing. I, that, I, I, looking at, I was thinking, well, if they I was trying to work it out, they'll probably play Wednesday. It'd be the night match, though, wouldn't it, surely? Possibly. They'd probably put Djokovic on at night, I would have thought. But Yeah. I would imagine it's Tuesday. It's going to be Tuesday, isn't it? It's going to be 29 degrees on no, Tuesday. But if, no, but if Djokovic played, I'm on about if Djokovic, when Djokovic played Sinner. Oh, right, yeah. That I, I'm sort of just so, saying, yeah. I'm just admitting that, I'm, I'm just right. saying that Sinner's going to get through. I'm saying Djokovic's going to through. I think the schedule there will okay. really help me in that matchup. Right, okay. In that particular match, which will probably take place on the Thursday then, right? Yes. Um, I think it's set to be cooler then. The Tuesday yeah. and Wednesday look like they're going to be by far the hottest days. I think Thursday will be fine as far as you're Yeah, concerned. so that, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking that if we can get to that that, that dream semi-final, though, I don't want it to be a dream semi-final. I want Novak Djokovic to be not, but if we get that opportunity, then I think that will help Sinner with the cooler conditions as it goes on in the week. So You don't fancy that, Taylor Fritz to knock him out then? No, 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 no. I can't blame you. I I'll come onto that match in a minute. I do think I do think there may be a couple of angles in it, but I don't I don't think he's got the, the game to beat Novak Djokovic. And as he's seen in the, the last six matches they played, that he has got absolutely has eight matches they played. He hasn't got the the game to beat him. No. Um, but the conditions, as you say tonight, tonight's cool, isn't it? A bit cool today is going to be look, the conditions going to be a little bit cool. Monday, yeah, the sort of nineteen degrees, which is pretty cool by Melbourne standards. It's about as cool as it's going to get. You would have thought this time of year. Then a, another big ten degree swing. Um, to the Tuesday when it's going to be 29 and, and 33 on, on, on Wednesdays. But as far as this show is concerned, Monday, uh, you know, cool, 19, 20, that's fine. Yeah, let's move on to the matches then. No further ado, let's start with the match that starts at midnight. Uh, these are matches this evening, so Eastern time in, in uh, across in the state. So these will be 
either Sunday night or early hours of Monday morning. This one's a midnight match. It's Zverev against Cam Norrie. Zverev is the favourite, minus 360. Just going around the draw, you know, the number 60, just going around the draw there, just doing his business. He's 7-1 for the year. Uh, he, he's, he's just under the radar, I think, Zverev here at 20-1 to one to win the tournament. Uh, he's got a quite a convincing record against Cam Norrie. They've met six times before he leads 4-2. The last time they met was last year in Vienna, where Zverev won very, very easy, 6-2, 6-4. And in fact, he's won his last four meetings, the, the, the two early matches back in 2013 or 14 in Futures and Challengers. Uh, Norrie won, but on the main tour, it's been Zverev winning and winning well. He hasn't dropped a set. Uh, he's minus 360, as I said, plus 270 for Norrie. The spread here is four and a half. Zverev given up four and a half. It's minus 136. Norrie plus 106, receiving the four and a half. And the total is 38 and a half, over minus 114, under minus 112. Um, very heavy favourites in action in all in all these six matches. But Zverev, I think, here should have the beating of Norrie pretty easily. You think? I'm not sure. I think he should, I think he should be amazing. He has got a great record against left-handers, Zverev. Um, he's won 77% of his career main-level matches against lefties and his last 13 in a row, compared to 68% against right-handers. So, excellent record. But, you know, Norrie showed a more aggressive approach against against Kasper. He'd come into the net. You don't see him doing that very often. Now he's, he's probably out of word with himself and thought, well, this approach isn't going to get me what I want, so I'm going to start playing more aggressively. I think that perhaps surprised whether it, that was just a one-off maybe against Rude because he had to do something different against Rude, didn't he? Because his matchup was was appalling. So, but I, I would think this it would it would serve him well to be attacking here as well. It hasn't it hasn't served him well to play his normal game against Zverev, has it? Um, as far as the head-to-head's concerned, it's as you said, it's pretty much in favour of Alexander Zverev. But he's relied a lot on his first serve, 83% first serve points won. Um, Zverev against Norrie, only 47% on his second ball. So he's got to serve well. He doesn't serve well, gets into a lot of rallies, then, you know, Norrie's got the chance here. Norrie's actually won 52% of the second serve points in the matchup. So he's had slightly the better of it from the back of the court. And he has held serve 84% of the time. So with this more aggressive approach that he seems to be utilising at the minute, um, as he did against Casper Rude, I think he might... He might go better than, than people think. It's easy to sometimes just to look at the head-to-head, isn't it, and go, oh, he's won you know, the last four or five in a row. Sometimes you have to break it down a bit further and then think, well, is, is the guy who hasn't had the best of it, is he going to change it? If so, how is he going to change it? Is he capable of changing it? Sometimes players just aren't, haven't got what it takes to change a certain matchup. Um, that could be the case here with Norrie. I don't know, but... I had, there were some quite positive signs, you know, against Casper Ruud. He'll have taken a lot of confidence from that win. And it's not like Zverev's been playing great. You know, he, he could have lost against, was it Lucas Klein, I think he, he played, mm. wasn't it? Mm. Wasn't great against Kopfer. Really wasn't good at all against against Klein, who attacked him. Um, I, I just, he'll probably win it, Zverev, but I most certainly wouldn't be backing, backing him at the price that he is. Um, I think over 38 and a half is, is potentially the way to go here at 1.88. That's a minus... One one four chance of Bet Rivers. Yeah, the reason I I thought he maybe I thought I thought that I wanted to lean towards Rivers. I just think Norrie obviously has got had that injury concern coming into it. He hasn't shown any injury concern yet. Um, he did chase it. He did change it up against Rude, but I just think I thought I thought Zverev could have the power to blow him away. But obviously, the only thing that will hinder that 
is the the cooler conditions, which I thought, well, that might help Norrie in terms of I can see where your argument is. So I I I, I slightly disagree. I, I think it's variable will win fairly comfortably. There's 44 there's 44 different markets on Bet Rivers. So good okay. job. This is an official pick. We've got Ling. Sean thinks the over 38 and a half. I, I would expect Zverev to win fairly comfortably. I'm, I was looking at Zverev minus four and a half, but it is minus 136. It's very, very low. So um a difference of opinion on the first he, match. He's also got that cloud hanging over him as well, hasn't he? Zverev? Whether that will help him. Or hinder him, mm-hmm. you know. He's doing court in a few months, isn't he? It probably won't make any difference, but just generally, I, I, I'd be scared about backing Zverev at minus money. It, it doesn't sit well with me, really, unless it's a really supreme matchup for him. I can a hundred percent assure you that I won't be having a bet on this match. But I, I, <laughs> for the sake of conversation, I you, really. I, for the sake of the conversation, I thought that my my lean would be towards Zverev to win rather com- rather comfortably because I think Norrie may have a little bit of a upsurge after that win against Rude, somebody he hasn't even come close to. And now he's up against Zverev and Zverev's power. I just thought he could blow Norrie away. Right. I've always, it's I've not, always it's not a confident pick. I'm not, yeah. I'm, you know, no. I'm not like you. I'm not looking at this match and thinking, nope. I really want to have a bet in this. It's more of a kind of an, an idea, you know, a theory. That's all. Exactly. So Zverev, Norrie, difference of opinion from the panel here. Move on to the next match. The night game, 3 a.m., Eastern time on Monday morning. It's Carlos Alcaraz, the number two seed, up against Kekmanovic. Now, Kekmanovic is a player that I have faded on numerous occasions. I can never really You're not call a fan, him. Are you? I can never call him right. Never call him right. But uh, yeah, they've met. They've met twice once before, actually, in in Miami in 2022. And I, I would guess that the conditions in Miami might be similar to what they're playing in here. And that was a real long game where Alcaraz come through a tough one. He lost the first set in a tie break. He won the second set 6-3 and then only eventually won in a tie break in the quarterfinal here. So Kekmanovic... It was quite has... slow then in Miami, wasn't it? Because it was the 2022 when it was not as quick as it was in 2023. So mm. it was a little bit slower. So you would have thought that would favour Alcaraz, but it was a, it was a struggle. Yeah, sorry, go on. Exactly. So uh, this this might be a little bit trickier than the odds suggest. Uh, minus 2,500 for Alcaraz. Kekmanovic is 1,200. The spread here is a massive eight and a half. Alcaraz is plus 102. Kekmanovic is minus 132. And the total is ridiculously low for me, 30 and a half. Um, the last time they met, there was, what, 26, 35 games in a, in a best of three sets match. And now over best of five, is 30 and a half, and you get minus 110 on the over. So there seems to be a huge, huge sort of, support here for Alcaraz and the, and Bet Rivers are virtually saying that it's a it's a pretty much of a certainty he books his place in the quarterfinals. I, I I'm not so sure if that is the right price. No, I, I think it's very very short based on what we've seen from Alcaraz. You could argue going all the way back to Wimbledon last year. After that, you know, not great. Well, not by those standards anyway. Mm. Let's let's say that. So Alcaraz in his last 15 main level completed matches, set one has gone over nine and a half games. 11 times out of 15. So that's 73% of the time he's gone over nine and a half games, at least 10 games or more in the opening set. 73% in terms of odds is about 1.37 minus 270. And Bet Rivers have given us a shade of plus money on on that outcome over nine and a half games in set one. That's the first thing that, that jumps off the page to me. I'll, I'll come on to the reason in, in a second. Um, over 30 and a half games, Alcaraz in hard court slams, 55% of his matches have gone over 30 and a half games. So he's got no history of covering that line in hard court majors. Um, the head to head, I don't think he's, I don't think it's a perfect head to head for Alcaraz. Kekmanovic does have that very flat 
hitting style, you know, of both wings that can be effective. It can rush Alcaraz on hard courts. And that, that match in Miami, Kekmanovic actually won 13% more second serve points than Alcaraz did. He won a, a very, very big 65% off his second ball, Kekmanovic, compared to 52% um, for, for Alcaraz. And Andy held, a, held serve 89% of the time that day. Alcaraz, 94% of the time. So it all, it all flows to me in the, in the way of overs, whether you take the over total games, whether you take the set one overs. That's kind of a, a, a personal choice, really. Um, I've gone for the slightly bigger price, as you can probably imagine, which is, um, which is the over nine and a half um, games in set one, plus 102. That was a bit rivers when I, when I looked earlier on. Yep, plus one or two still there. Alcaraz, Kekmanovic, over nine and a half games in set one. You may bring into the over 30 and a half as well. Uh, yeah, so it, it's a lot in, of people would total. prefer that. Yeah, it's, uh, it's an interesting one there for sure, but uh, there's lots of angles on the games. And uh, this money it could be a, quite an interesting in-running bet, you know what I mean? And, you know, the way that they're... Um, they're, they're, they're betting it's like could, there could be some twists and turns in this moment. I don't think it's going to be as easy as you think no I think the price in Alcaraz on what he's capable of on you know at his best rather than what he's produced I know he was a lot better against Shang in the last match but Shang was you know very much very below par physically obviously retired after a couple of sets I don't think that's a great barometer of, of where mm. he's at you know he did that tough four didn't he against Sonego and if Sonego can go way 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 over 30 I'm pretty sure Kekmanovic can. You know, Gasquet wasn't a million miles away from covering mm. in half. He, he basically gave up after the first set. Um, I'm not saying Kekmanovic won't do that, by the way. He's, he's, he is a bit moody. I wouldn't be surprised. But I just I think that's a very sh a low line on the total games in, in this match. You remember, you can watch live and bet live with Bet Rivers. You place a bet on the Bet Rivers website and you'll be able to live stream the match that you place the wager on as well. So that's an incentive to do that. And Bet Rivers also have an in-play special. Uh, Bet Rivers offering a live profit boost every day of the Australian Open. Since the last week, you've got the chance to get this. When you place a wager of at least $25 during a match, you'll receive a 20% profit boost. Limit one per day, every day of the tournament. See the Bet Rivers website for full details on the Austrian Australian Open bet and get. So there is a profit boost there. And you've only run out of time before you place that. So this could be an in-running play. Get that profit boost as well. Uh, we spoke about him at the top of the show, Borges. Uh, no one expected him to be in the quarterfinals, but he's here. And uh, well, He's pick... not in the quarterfinals yet. Sorry, I, hope, I hope he doesn't get there. Sorry, Sorry okay. get ahead of myself there. <laughs> Last 16, um, nobody would expect him to be there, the Portuguese star. And he's up against Daniel Medvedev, our pick for the tournament. Now, sure, at the start of the tournament, if you turn around and said Daniel Medvedev was playing Borges to get into the quarterfinals, you'd be... You'd be well, I wouldn't say you'd be excited because I don't really see you very excited, but you'd be quite happy with that. I sometimes get excited. Well, you're about the point. The sisters don't get as more excited as you. They get very <laughs> excited compared to you. But Medvedev is minus two thousand. Borges is plus eleven fifty. The spread here is seven and a half. Borges receiving seven and a half plus one twenty three minus one seventy one fifty seven for Medvedev. Thirty and a half. Like Alcaraz, the total games here minus one ten for over minus one fifteen for under nine thirty p.m. Eastern time. Our man should breeze through the quarterfinal, shouldn't he? I think I'll cry if he doesn't. I mean, <laughs> I, I really do. I mean, as you said, if I, if you'd have said to me, Medvedev's, you know, come through a couple of tough ones and he's got Borges to reach the 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 fourth round and and some of the other higher seeds are out, aren't they, of this this section? You know, I'd be very happy with that. But obviously, the caveat is that he played a ridiculously long five setter. He talked about that, didn't he, Medvedev? He said he said something. 
like um, he used to do that all the time. He said he'd play a match, then he'd go out at night and not not bother going to bed, and then train the next day. And he said it wasn't it wasn't really that tiring for him. So he's I don't know what's going on there. I, I, I've never tried that, but he, he seems to have this kind of almost limitless energy, doesn't he? he? Didn't look particularly bothered, did he? Against against Felix, didn't look like he played it until four o'clock in the morning and gone to bed at seven. Um, so he seems to have some sort of powers of recovery. But Borges, yeah, I mean, just a very, very big surprise. And I can show you with the numbers why it's a big surprise. Um, this Australian Open, his service points, one and return points, one total is 107. That's on an outdoor hard court, obviously. If you look what he did in his career prior to this tournament, uh, he was five wins and 12 losses. And a service points, one and return points, one total of 94, which is, you know, pretty bad. Uh, by this sort of standard, anyway, you know, that's a massive swing. What's that? Six, 13 points better in the three matches that he's played this week than his career as a whole on this surface. He, he was always a player that you would think he can really be rushed. I mean, I don't know whether Medvedev doesn't really have the out and out power to, to sort of rush him like some of the, the bigger hitters, the you know, the guys with a huge serve, huge forehand. They, they're a nightmare matchup for Borges, but you know, he's beating critical Dimitrov, which. I don't think it's a surprise to anyone that Dimitrov flopped. He 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 often does, doesn't he? I said in in the outright show that it would be I'd be stunned if Grigor Dimitrov won this this tournament. But I still didn't expect him to lose to Borges. You know, Borges has come in. He's beat Martyr, who's got some pretty heavy weapons. Beat Davidovich Fakina in straight sets. I mean, I, I wouldn't have picked that in a million years. Um, and Dimitrov, I didn't fancy him to beat either. So he's dropped he's dropped one set against those guys. Held serve ninety three percent of the time, winning seventy eight percent of first serve points. And this is Nuno Borges. This isn't you know, Kyrgios or, you know, Raonic or something. It's it's, it's remarkable. It, it, if this continues, it, it's one of the biggest turnarounds I can think of. But the key battle here will be the fact that Medvedev has a, such a great return game. You know, he's won th- 43% of his return points so far this Australian Open. He hasn't been serving that well, Medvedev, but he's been returning as well as, if not better, than, as he normally does. So the battle is going to be, can Borges carry on those big serving numbers against an elite returner like Medvedev? Obviously, Borges is going to be nervous as well. I don't know whether you saw at the end of that Dimitrov match, he collapsed on the court like he'd won the title. Mm. Like they do when they win the title and they they collapse and they're, they're just kind of, they're all so ecstatic. And that, that was just to win a round three. So I should imagine this is the first time he's played on Rod Laver. I, I, whether he's played on it in previous years, I maybe, I don't know, I doubt it. But it's certainly his first time um, this tournament. So... Yeah, I, I can't see Medvedev losing this. I mean, I've taken a look at the over games line. Medvedev at hardcore slams. Over 30 and a half games, 43% of the time. Under 30 and a half games, 57% of the time. So Medvedev has generally gone about his business against these lower ranked players quite efficiently or very efficiently. So my lean would be the the, the, the unders. But I, I, if I backed it, it would end up, Medvedev would end up winning it about four o'clock in the morning, like, in a final set tiebreak or something, but that stats do suggest that he should get this done in under 30 and a half games, hopefully. Yeah, minus 115 with Bet Rivers under 30 and a half games, 37 markets available. Borges is only the second Portuguese player to reach the round 16 in a men's singles grand slam. So that's probably why he collapsed to the floor. And uh, hopefully that uh, Medvedev will be progressing through for our future pick it better be. to win the tournament. Uh, the next match, uh, Herbert Herkash, uh, Herbert Herkash, our most successful 
better in 2023. If you the player that you bet, you followed Herbert Herkash, Herb, Herb, Herb won us more money than any other player. And he's carried that on into 2024. We've bet two matches in Herkash. We've got a 100% record with him. My so favorite uh, player. He is he's definitely he's becoming our favorite player. I think we should have a Hubert Hercash fan club uh, as we when we go away. T-shirts on okay. stuff. You can get the t-shirts. I'll get the t-shirts. Don't worry about that. And um, we'll, 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 we'll we get with it. I get with the polls. It'd be quite good. I like to see you pole dancing, Sean. It'd be quite quite interesting. To Nobody me. needs to see that, do they? Well, you know, not when I say pole dancing. I don't. I don't mean that <laughs> kind of pole dancing. I mean like going up with the poles dancing. Anyway, uh, if he wins a bet for us, I'm, I'm more than happy to do that. You're yeah. more than happy to do some pole dancing for us. If oh, he it's... wins, a, if he wins a decent sized bet for us, and we happen to be in a crowd with a bunch of Polish people that are supporting him, yeah, why not? <laughs> the chances of that are very slim. Oh, but anyway, put that caveat in. Who <laughs> uh, her cash minus three fifteen to win this kazoo Arthur kazoo. Minus plus two forty. There has been money for Kazoa over the last couple of uh, hours. I mean, money's coming from. I'm quite surprised by that. The spread here is four and a half. Um, again, money for Kazoa. He's a heavy favourite now. Minus one twenty from minus one thirteen. Uh, her cash is minus one oh seven, and the total here is twenty four and a half. And the over has been bet. It was minus one eighteen. It's now minus one twenty four with Bet Rivers. So there is some support. For this Frenchman, Cazo. And you spotted him, Sean, a few months ago, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Um, yeah, regular viewers of the show will recall they were probably cursing me at the time that I, I tipped him to win Mets on Indoor Hard in France, right about 40, 50 to 1, I think he was. Certainly a very big price each way, um, as recently as November. So, you know, I'm aware of his talent. Um, it was it was unfortunate that, that, match he played Pierre Uguez Herbert who hadn't played a main level match for a very very long time and he led in the first set tiebreak I think he was 4-1 or 5-1 up in the first set tiebreak because uh, ended up losing the tiebreak and and it, it kind of destroyed him mentally ended up losing that match I think Herbert ended up making the semi-finals so I was quite, quite annoyed about that at the time because Kizou I thought had a decent chance to to go deep but he's showing his talent to a wider audience here, isn't he? Um, this 2024 Australian Open so far, his service points won and return points won total 113. You know, and he's played some very decent players, hasn't he? Greek Spore and Holger Rune. You know, he's not played, he's not had a lucky draw. He's had a tough draw. And he's held serve 95% of the time, which is incredible, really, when you consider who he's played. Um, if we compare that, that to what Herkash has done this Australian Open, it, it does compare favourably. Herkash is total is 111 a couple of points behind and he's held serve 93% of the time her cash again a couple of points down on what Kazo has done in terms of first serve win percentage Kazo 84% of his first serve points won her cash 83% so these are two guys that are serving in incredibly well um it's a day match this one on um, the John Kane arena mm. uh, you know a lot of the players are saying that Rod Laver is considerably slower than, than the outside courts. Um, so a day match, quick conditions, a first meeting. I can't imagine Herkash has spent much of his life watching Arthur Cazot matches. Uh, I'd be surprised if he has. So it all, I'm not surprised the overs has been bet. I mean, I think it's, it's a bit of a high line for me. What's it about 39 and a half now, the line? 39 and a half minus 124. Yeah, so around about 1.8 on a decimal. You feel like, if if Kazo goes a set and a breakdown, you know his head might drop a little bit potentially. That that would what would that would be what would worry me about the over total games. But the set one overs is is perhaps better value. Um, I'm not sure what odds it is now, but when I looked earlier, it was plus one sixty 
who bet Rivers over 10 and a half games in set one. That's the bet that I'm going to take on here. I think with two guys serving great, that don't know each other particularly well, won't be dialed in on the returns. Um, I think that's potentially the way to go in this one. Step one is still plus 160 um, yep. over 10 and a half, which is surprising you consider then. that everything else is moving in that direction. The set one still so solid at plus 160. A tie-breaking set one is available at plus 235. So that won't put me off either. I'd like to play that as well. Kazoa's 8-0 and this year. He won a challenger event before. And he's been, like you say, he's been, he's been some big names of 21-year-old. And he absolutely... He's got a big game, yeah. Blue Greeks ball away. Uh, big talent yeah, here. Ball, potentially a little bit tired. You can sort of see he played a lot of tennis in the previous days, but you know he he beat Rune fair and square and he beat him pretty comfortably, mm. didn't he? So um, yeah, this, this kid can play. So 11 p.m. Eastern time, the 21 year Kazo against Hercash. We're going to go over 10 and a half games in the total in set one, which is plus 160, wasn't it? Plus 160. Yeah. Okay, so that's our wrap-up of the fourth round matches tonight. Sean, I know it's a busy night of American football as well across stateside, so if you get an interval between the, the NFL, you might want to have a little switch over and watch some tennis. And remember, you've got that uh, watch live and bet live offer with Bet Rivers. So what are your official picks for the fourth round, Sean? Uh, the bet that we just talked about there, which Kezo, was, yeah. let me scroll back up to it. Uh, uh, set, yeah, set one over 10. Yeah, uh, plus, two, uh, plus 160. Yep. And the second one's very similar bet, actually, over nine and a half games in set one, plus 102 at Bet Rivers in the match between Kekmanovic and Alcaraz. So there are two picks, both plus money picks, nice plus money picks, and we expect the first sets in both matches to be over. Uh, we're moving on just very quickly. We've got quarterfinals. The, the lines have just come out. We're recording this on Sunday afternoon, UK. Rublev has just beaten the Diminuar in five sets to get his bookies place in the quarterfinal against Sinner. Um, we've got the Lions just come live from Bet Rivers. We have Novak Djokovic. These are Tuesday morning, these um, quarterfinals. Novak Djokovic is up against Taylor Fritz, uh, the number one seed and number 12 seed. Uh, Djokovic has had an overwhelming record, 8-0 and against Taylor Fritz. He's a minus 9-10 favourite to win it. Fritz is plus $6. The, uh, the spread has been released at 6.5 and, and the total's at 35.5, Sean. Any first reaction on those prices? I think this is an incredibly difficult matchup for Taylor Fritz, isn't it? Um as as the eight nil would suggest, but very few of them have been close, really. There's one that was seven six, seven six um in Turin, I think, a few years ago. But the last two, six love, six four, six one, six four, six four, mm. prior to that, six four, six three. And you can see why with the with the stats, it's it's overwhelmingly in favor of Novak Djokovic. You know, the service points one and return points one tails, hundred and eleven to eighty-nine in favor of Novak Djokovic. You know, Fritz has only held his serve. We know Fritz is a a, a biggish server. He's only held serve 65% of the time against Novak Djokovic. So his serve, which is his main weapon, hasn't really troubled Djokovic much at all, if we're being honest. Um, we don't know the schedule of this yet. Maybe because it's been played on Tuesday. Maybe if it's a day match. I, I wouldn't have thought it would be, though. No. Um, I can't imagine it would be. If it is, for whatever reason... That would perhaps be Fritz's only chance, you know, just to come out there and just absolutely throw everything at Novak Djokovic in the first set and then maybe get him involved in a, in a longer match. But it's you're clutching at straws, really, aren't you, if, you, if you're a Taylor Fritz backer. You know, Adrian Manorino said that the Ash... Ash? That's the wrong tournament. Lever uh, court was extremely slow, really, really slow, he said, compared to the other courts. Can't imagine that will favour Taylor Fritz either. I can't see anything else other than a, a job. What's the handicap mark on Djokovic? Minus six, did you say? Minus six, six and a half. 
Minus one fourteen, Djokovic minus yeah, one twelve for it. I'd be tempted with that, really. I, if I was having a bet in that, I'd perhaps go on Djokovic on the handicap, but I can't. I can't make a case for Fritz, really. I think it's very hard to uh, have a look at these matches without seeing that weather forecast because it, it, the warmer it is and the quicker it is will help Fritz. So we have to wait to see the scheduling there before we have a bet. But I'm mm. sure across if our it's social... a night match, yeah, I would definitely go the handicap on Djokovic. I can't see Fritz winning enough games on our socials at because we win on Twitter and Instagram. We'll be posting anything up we like on that when we see the, the, the scheduling a little bit more. The final match, obviously, the other uh, quarterfinals between the number four seed, Yannick Sinner, and number five seed, Andre Rublev. Sinner leads 4-2 in the head-to-head, but the two matches that Rublev did win, Sinner retired. Uh, and most recent matches, Sinner's won extremely well. I, I've been at both tournaments, and I've watched him play. And I've, I've mentioned this to you many times. When he beat him yeah. in Miami, being 6264 was the best performance I've seen from a tennis player for years. It was faultless, absolutely faultless. And then he he, he got a 7576 win against him in Vienna, another tournament I was at. So I'm thinking about getting because I'm on at 16 to 1, I'm thinking about flying over. I'm gonna have a word with uh, the Bet Rivers bosses. Any chance I could get on the plane overnight, be there for Tuesday to cheer on Yannick Sinner because I'm on at 16 to 1. So I'm obviously a good luck charm for him. I don't think it's gonna go down. <laughs> you well. prepared to go 24 hours. So you can just watch it here, can't you? What do you need to go over there for? I'm a good luck charm for Yannick Sinner. Oh, you mean you physically got to be in uh, the yes. stadium? When, when, right. yeah, when, when I've been there against Rublev twice, he's he's performed some of the best tennis you've ever seen. He, he knows I'm there. Anyway, wouldn't he? I'm not sure it's you can credit yourself with this. I I, I do. I think I can. I think he knows. He's <laughs> silly there. Is that that crazy? I thought Rublev was your mate. Have you got a selfie with Rublev or something? Yeah, I've got selfie. I've got selfie with all of them, mate. They've got they they've got selfies with me. Not all oh, right. Yeah, sorry. You have got to get that around. Right. No, Rublev's my mate as well. But on this occasion, I'm like Don. I always say the the reference of Don King when you walk into the ring. Don King used to wave the flags and walk mm. into the ring, and then suddenly, like Mike Tyson would be knocked down, he'd be walking out. <laughs> Douglas, my mate, Mike Tyson, yeah, that's, my man. that's Don just, King for you. Don King. I'm is he still with us, Don King? Tennis. I think he's still around, Don King. I'm gonna Google must, it now. When you, really. give, when you give me uh, your your picks on this one, Sinner, Sinner minus three thirty five, Rublev plus two fifty. The spread here was five and a half. Plus one hundred six, uh, Sinner, and uh, thirty-eight and a half the total. I feel like I've only just finished watching Rublev. That, that's probably because I have this. This his match against Alex de Minaur only finished what an hour and a half ago, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were watching, if you were watching that match, we didn't see the match Rublev against de Minaur. The the final set, although Rublev won it pretty convincingly in terms of the scoreline, you felt like he was only a breaker serve away from from crumbling Rublev because he, he he couldn't really move much at the end of that match. His cramps had really got him. If, if Diminor had kept him out there for another 10, 15 minutes, you know, we could have had a, a monumental turnaround because he, he looked like he was about to go, Rublev. He did really well to finish it uh, as quickly as he did, actually, because I, I think he probably realised that and he, he put a bit more into it to try and get it done. I feel like he was really on the edge, but, you know, and Sinner was sitting there, wasn't he, with his feet up, watch it, watching that match. Um, and dropped the set. Hasn't dropped a set. I, don't, I still don't think he's playing that great to be. I don't think he's playing as well. Certainly isn't playing as well as he was when he beat Rublev so comfortably in, in Miami. But, you know, as you said, that was peak. That was peak tennis, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, he's not always going to play like that. He'll be delighted. I don't think he's played that great. And he's still he's still through without dropping a set. So, you know, I can't I can't criticize him too much. The head to head has been massively overwhelming in favor of, of Sinner. Um, as you said, service points, one in return points, one titles, 107 to 93, so not quite as dominant as Fritz against Djokovic, but still very, very handy. Yeah, And Sinner's, you can see how he's done it. He's feasted on that weak second serve of Rublev. He's won 
of Rublev's second serve points. So whenever Rublev's on his second ball, far more often than not, he's not going to win the points. It's going to go the way of Yannick Sinner. Um, Sinner's held serve 83% of the time against Rublev. Rublev's only held 68% of the time against Sinner. The reality is Sinner's a, a better player. He's, he's a more complete tennis player than, than Rublev is. Um, we haven't seen the schedule. If this is a day match, maybe, maybe there's a there's a question mark over Sinner in terms of physicality, but he, he should have a lot left in the tank. He's barely done much, has he, to get to this to this stage. Um, you feel like the heat is perhaps the only way that Sinner could maybe have a chink in his arm. Right? Otherwise, I can't see Rublev winning. I think Sinner batters him. Absolutely batters him. I think he masterclass. I think there's nothing that Rublev can do to beat him. And I think five and a half, I'm going to bet Sinner plus, minus five and a half at plus 106. And the only thing I'm worried about is a retirement from Rublev. That would be my only concern on that market. I think. I don't Sinner think Rublev will, will retire. I, I don't think so. Just, I mean, he's retired twice against him when he's been battered. Not in a slam. I, I, well, actually, he has. He went to the French Open, didn't he? Yeah. I I, um, I, I, I think I, he was I can't probably. See that, any way Sinner well, that, was, that was Sinner that retired, wasn't it? Not not um, not Rublev. I can't see Rublev retiring. He doesn't. He doesn't tend to retire. In no. fact, the last match that Rublev, do you know when the last time Rublev retired was? Oh, no idea. 2013, um, when he retired. Let's have a look what ranking he was then. He wasn't even ranked. This was this was 11 years ago against someone I've never heard of called Stefan Seifert. Oh, you in... know Stefan Seifert? No, I don't. Play Left this, was a, this was a Futures in Belarus. Ah, uh, the 2000... Belarusian Stefan Seifert is brilliant. He's German, actually. Uh, well, yeah, uh, but his mother was uh, better. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only time Rublev has, has ever retired. He ain't going to retire. Oh, okay. The only time the Rublev has won these two matches when Sinner's retired. I got that a little bit wrong. Now I was getting a bit carried away. But I think the, the match is there. I, I do believe that um, Sinner wins easy. I'm, 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 I'm looking at it through Italian colours. He's got everything going for him, hasn't he? I, think, I, I mean, think, I think he wins. You know, easy. Rublev was out. How long was he out there for? Let's have a look. Four hours or so? Actually, I haven't got the time of that match, but it was it, it was pretty long, and it, it, even if it wasn't insanely long, it was still more than long enough for his Rublev's conditioning to go. He really was hobbling a bit towards the end of that match, so great chance for Sinner, you would have to say. So there you have it. That is our roundup of tonight's fourth round matches and Tuesday's quarterfinals. We know two of them already. Myself and Sean will be back on Tuesday. We look ahead to more action in the Australian Open, and hopefully we. Uh, we're cashing some more tickets along the way. Remember to follow us at our handles on social media at Because We're In on Twitter and Instagram. Subscribe to the Ben and Weekly Studios on YouTube and huge amount of subscribers on the YouTube channel. Thank you very much for everyone who's subscribed now. Really appreciate your, your, your subscription and you get alerted to every time anything drops. The views are picking up all the time. Any questions you have, you can just send them across there. We're happy to answer any questions. Uh, you can also uh, to uh, go to our podcast, go to go subscribe to our podcast on Benning Weekly Game Bet Match, wherever you get your podcast. Remember, there's a bet and get uh, offer as well with Bet Rivers uh, in play on the tennis, and also you can bet live and watch live on the, the YouTube with you on, on the on the website if you place a wager, you can live stream the match of your choice. Finally, uh, this afternoon, I'm not quite sure this will drop drop in time, but hopefully it does. At 11:25 a.m. Eastern time on Sunday, 
which is 425 in the UK. Myself and Steve Vish will be doing a reaction show. We're looking at all the action on the day and looking ahead to stuff on the Premier League, giving some updates on the markets or the win the Premier League, the relegation battle. We'll also be talking women's tennis on there as well. If you want to follow the women's tennis action, we've gone there. Um, we'll have a little bit of chat. Hopefully you can join in. Again, any questions you have, we'll answer them on that show, which is dropping live on the YouTube channel, 11.25 on Sunday, 4.25. That's Eastern time, 4.25 in the UK. Sean, get to basketball. Come on, Rayleigh. Give me 20 be, minutes, I'll be off. They're going to be, what, that's a practice tonight, but when there's a competitive game, they're going to win it. Lagan, remember this name, NBA, get the draft. Lagan Calvert, Calvert. All right, mate. Take care. Enjoy your day. Have a good day. Cash some tickets and enjoy the rest of your weekend. All the best.